Lawsuits against leagues and sports governing bodies for sports-related traumatic brain injury are increasingly becoming more common, with the trend now spreading across the ocean to Europe, where a class action lawsuit has been announced on behalf of a group of professional and semi-professional players against World Rugby, the Rugby Football Union, and the Welsh Rugby Union. Similar to claims made in actions commenced in U.S. courts, the claimants contend that the sports governing bodies were negligent in failing to take reasonable action to protect players from permanent injury caused by repetitive concussive and subconcussive blows. This is reportedly the largest class action lawsuit commenced outside of the United States, with claims of injury including CTE, a condition that I have previously discussed, CTE stands for Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy. CTE was originally identified in the brains of boxes and was termed boxing pugilistica. Its only known cause is repetitive head trauma, leading to profound neurodegeneration in its victims and causing both physical and psychological injuries, including dementia. But CTE is not the only degenerative brain condition caused by repetitive head trauma. Parkinson's disease, recall Muhammad Ali, ALS, sometimes called Lou Gehrig's disease, which causes progressive nerve symptom failure, seizure disorders, and stroke have been established to be caused by repetitive head trauma. Cases contending that teams, leagues, and other groups responsible for the management of athletic events failed to disclose information to players about the risks of repetitive head trauma and the need to not return to play until symptoms of a brain injury, including concussions, resolve, providing misleading and false information to players about these risks, failing to institute rules for return to play, and in other cases, failing to properly follow these rules have been instituted against most sports organizations including professional football in the United States, the National Football League, the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletic Association, who is responsible for the health and safety of college athletes, soccer leagues, hockey leagues, as well as other sports-related groups. The issue is what did these leagues and teams know when did they learn of these dangers? And what did they do with this information? In short, what did they know? And what did they do? Ryland's Law, the English law firm representing these rugby players, issued a statement stating, this claim isn't just about financial compensation. It's also about making the game safer and ensuring current and former players get tested so that if they are suffering a brain injury, they can get the clinical help they need. They continued, the players we represent love the game. We aim to challenge the current perceptions of the governing bodies, to reach a point where they accept the connection between repetitive head blows and permanent neurological injury, and to take steps to protect players and support those who are injured.
I couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, we are learning that like the conduct of tobacco companies, hiding the health risks of smoking, these leagues have intentionally misled players. These lawsuits have the ability not only to provide needed compensation to players suffering from brain trauma, but to shed light on this invisible injury and the risks associated with repetitive head trauma. But any resolution must include compensation to players not only for a certain select group of conditions, but for the vast majority of players who suffer from the post-concussion syndrome, which includes persistent headaches, dizziness, vision problems, sleep disturbances, memory and concentration impairment, behavioral changes, and depression. In the past, our law firm has filed opposition in federal court, including the United States Supreme Court on behalf of the Brain Injury Association of America to the settlement reached against the NFL for failing to compensate the vast majority of players suffering long-term brain damage because of repetitive head trauma. Parents, trainers, coaches, and others responsible for the health and safety of our nation's youth need to understand the risks of head trauma and the risks of allowing an athlete to return to play before all signs and symptoms of a concussion have resolved. It's simple. When in doubt, keep them out. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to you joining me next week on another edition of the Brain Injury Insider.